0: This week in the Monday Night War on Raw, it is the fallout from International Incident, and it's somebody's birthday. Over on Nitro, big main event with the Horseman versus Luger, Sting, and Macho Man, and a question of where is Ric Flair? Where is it? Hmm. Hmm. Romeo, SP3, this is True Rewind 69, birthday cake. This is true rewind. This
1: is true rewind. This is true rewind. This is true
0: rewind. This is true rewind. This is true rewind.
1: Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It is me. Your true Elphenom SP3 and we are back in the DeLorean. Pump up the flush capacitor as we go back in time to 1996, July 22nd to be exact on another edition of true rewind episode 69 birthday cake it is time to 69 and talk about monday night raw and wcw nitro from july 22nd 1996 and we will decide what was the better show for the week i am back once again with the driver of the delorean himself mr romeo anthony cologne
0: what is up everybody happy revolution sunday i am so pumped up Gonna
1: be a great show tonight. I hope you are watching us as the pre-show to the pre-show before revolution and you enjoy the show tonight. But if you enjoy true rewind, remember to drop a thumbs up on this video, share it with your friends, subscribe. If you are new to the fightful overbooked YouTube channel, there is plenty of great content to, to enjoy. You can see my based on Friday mornings on FMC with Jeremy Lambert, as well as on Degrassi Dues with Steven Jensen. So hit that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified for the great content here, like coexisting, Day After Dynamite, Pillar to Post. There's great content here on Fightful Overbooked, as well as on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, where True Rewind started as well. And if you're watching the premiere, let us know in the live chat. If you watch WCW, Nitro, and WWF Raw from July 26th, 22nd 1996 what you think about the shows what you think about our review and our impersonations because that's the most important thing (laughs) you'll see some impersonations being done by me most of the time on true rewind sometimes by romeo but romeo you are the driver of the delorean so you guide us through both shows so take it away oh excuse me it's conspicuous by his absent is the one, the only drunk guy, JJ. He is lost in time, and about he said he said he didn't even go to 1996. He went to like 1986, and he made friends with Hugh Hefner, and he's hanging out at Playboy Mansion. Mm, interesting. He said he he said why be on True Rewind '69 when he can just do the number? Shocker.
0: Very much so. Let's start before we even get into Raw. How about some WWF news here on this day in history from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter? Hunter Hearst Helmsley has signed a new three-year contract, and it's expected he will start being pushed again now after spending the last few months doing jobs as punishment for the curtain call. So it wasn't
1: even that long. It was like two months. They make all a big deal about it, man. It he'll was be like two, he'd be I. Right. He just took a couple of L's for like two months, and it wasn't even that many L's on Monday Night Raw. Probably most of his L's came on like Superstars and stuff. How yeah, so? we were Yeah, come on, like uh, I think they they glorify it too much when it was really only two months of his career. He messed out on King of the Ring, but
0: hey, all right. he'll be I. Right, I think I think he'll be fine. I think so. I have a good feeling. Raw, seven twenty two ninety six live from Key Arena in Seattle, Washington. Remember that arena? Remember the Sonics? Yes. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, wrecking havoc around this time. Hey, we're doing
1: good. Yeah, they went to. The, didn't they didn't go to the NBA Finals that year. Just and a month before lost. this. Yeah, <laughs> just a month before that. The greatest achievement in Seattle sports history. Well, outside of Seahawks winning the Super Bowl.
0: Starting off hot with a tag team championship match featuring the Smoking Guns, who just lost on pay-per-view yesterday, by the way, versus the WWF champ IC champ Sean and Ahmed. Sonny struggles wheeling in a B-Day cake. And we take a look at the birthday cake. Happy birthday. Oh, she 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 got it for her boo, Sean. <laughs> Ahmed Johnson with a broken nose, still competing. Tough Sean, as nails. What's that? Tough as nails. Look yes. at this, man. Shawn Michaels letting us know how many girls he uh, inappropriately kissed this year. 31 of them. <laughs> no, that's that's his age. That's, he turned 31. It's his birthday. Uh, Shawn mean, Michaels'
1: th- birthday. To be fair, I don't know if you're too far off.
0: <laughs> we don't know. Maybe if you... Turn the number around 13, probably more accurate number. Who knows? Who knows? He looks at the cake, and you can read his lips. It says, he says, Is that for me, baby? Sean <laughs> <laughs> then gets jumped by the smoking guns before he could get to the cake. Sean recovers to deliver sweet chin music to Billy Gunn. Goes back to the cake, wheels it over to Sonny, and then Sean. Puts his white cream all over Sonny's face. (laughs) The white cream from the cake.
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Ah, Ahmed puts the whole thing on her face. Oh. The cake, I mean. The cake. Yes, that. The whole cake on her face. Sean then licks it all off of her. Sonny is a mess. (laughs) Sean. Poses. This was just, I don't know, man. (laughs)
1: Look at that picture, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine the people, put the picture back up. Imagine, just imagine the people who click on the video and just do it. They have no idea what is going on. It just looks like Shawn Michaels went to a party, and it was a party with either a lot of women or a lot of cocaine.
0: Like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this was—I couldn't stop my whole laughing throughout this whole thing. I was also like, on well, dances, poses. There's no match. We learned the match is gonna be on later. Yeah, I was like, I
1: was like, all of this was an angle. Like, this wasn't even the actual match. Like, they bookend the show with an angle involving the smoking guns and Sonny and Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson. Just the main event with the same matchup. Like, I was just like okay, I
0: guess they really wanted to do this whole cake angle, so. By the way, Uncle Gino saying that even though Billy Gunn has a slight concussion, he will recover and we'll put him in the tag team match later on tonight.
1: Yes, Uncle Gino <laughs> don't play no <laughs> games. He said, he said, you don't fight. He was like, you stripped of the titles. Damn, Uncle Gino.
0: Take a tie that all. You'll be all right. <laughs> One week after getting the debut of T.L. Hopper the Plumber, we get the, the goon. goon. A disgruntled hockey player. Hey, from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. There's some controversy regarding the new goon character who does a hockey gimmick. Canadian indie wrestler, who you may have heard of, Scott DMR, Hmm. came up with the idea and actually pitched it to WWF a while back, including costume sketches and everything, with the idea that he would play the character. He never heard from WWF, and now a few months later, his idea is on TV being played by another wrestler. Dave Meltzer says, word of advice, if you have a gimmick idea, trademark it before pitching it to a major promotion. Not that this was the best gimmick idea anyways.
1: No, this wasn't your best stuff, uh, Scott. Uh, I I would take (laughs) Decay and stuff like that over this. You you live and
0: you learn. You live and you learn.
1: At least he showed his creativity twenty five years before he would become a creative person in Impact.
0: The goon versus Mark Merrill, but hey, here's a picture of Sable. Oh yeah. Stole Cole Steve Austin on commentary. Casually mentioning how he can beat everyone, including Bret Hart.
1: Huh. Mm, I wonder why I you haven't said
0: heard that. in years.
1: I haven't seen him since what? WrestleMania? That's right. No, that, that was on a different channel. We were even talking about that. <laughs> uh,
0: Mero flips Goon onto his damn head. Jake the Snake on the phone to King Shock. Vince asks him about his bullshit injury that's fake. Jerry laughs. Uh, even Stone Cold jumped in on the trolling. I didn't pay attention to this match one bit, just watching Jerry and his facial expressions. Uh, cherry with his tactic partner, Jim Beam. Vince cuts off Steve, and Steve didn't like it one bit, threatening to backhand him. The first of a million physical threats Stone Cold will make to Vince McMahon.
1: Absolutely. This was foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen, that there would be more chemistry
0: to come between Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. Stone Cold suggests his own version of the Lex Express where instead of kissing babies, He just goes around the country, whooping people's asses. (laughs) Great idea! I would have loved to have seen that. The three sixteen express.
1: Absolutely, just randomly like giving Stone Cold stunners, drinking a beer, asking for like a beer,
0: and then leaving. (laughs) That's great. Learn it'll be Austin versus Taker next week. That's a big match. Oh yeah, Goon was legit ice skating on all the cake on the mat outside. So was Mero. Mero wins with a slingshot slingshot leg drop. Austin asks, what's Sable doing around here? She should be cleaning pots and pans.
1: Jesus. (laughs) That That didn't age well, pal.
0: SP3, would you agree that the best part of this match was everything we heard on commentary?
1: Yeah, it was it was Jerry the King Lawler dragging Jake the Snake Roberts. Like he was just like trashing this man for his alcohol use. Austin too for you know trashing Jake as well as Mark Merrill. So this was entertaining
0: for the commentary more than the match itself. We got a Sean and Ahmed interview backstage. Should I hand this off to you? They do, Ahmed
1: didn't talk. Like I was dis I was I was very disappointed by this. Like I'm like I'm like I see it's Amen Johnson and I'm getting ready and I was like I was like you know Sean's talking and I was like I'll write what Sean's talking about if Amen is always is also <laughs> talking. But Amen didn't talk, it was all Sean
0: here. Sean says Sonny can't get no action. And Sean gonna give the Cowboys all the action later on. Wallace. Whoa. <laughs> <That was this. laughs> Bob Backman still Bob Backlund still in the crowd, trolling some marks uh, who got really heated at him. Look at the guy on the right. He's pissed. They're in a real political discussion. (laughs) Look at the guy on the left, like putting his finger in his face. Clarence Mason earlier today meeting Uncle Gino, trying to get a client of his into the WWF. Uh, He's cleared of of any crimes he was accused of before. Who is this man on the left? From the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Spoiler alert, Crush Spoiler alert. <laughs> made his return to the WWF after being fired last year due to his arrest on gun and drug charges. The angle is that heel lawyer Clarence Mason forced WWF to rehire him via legal means. Are you excited to see Crush back? No,
1: like, not at all. Like, <laughs> not at all. I don't care. I like Clarence Mason, though. And this was interesting use of uh, Clarence Mason using something that happened in real life to present someone in another light. Uh, When he was the Kona crush, I did like his little feud with Macho Man Randy Savage heading into WrestleMania 10 when he turned heel on his friend Macho. That was that was a cool little angle there. But after that, I don't know of anything significant that he did. And before that outside of get, losing to Doink the Clown at WrestleMania 9. I don't know what he did exciting before that. And then this run was at least more memorable than his original run. And all of that pairs in comparison to his run in, with Demolition. So it's like varying degrees of diminishing returns.
0: We got Freddie Joe Floyd, a.k.a. Tracy Smothers, versus Mankind. Mankind wins with a mandible claw.
1: Poor Freddie Joe Joe Floyd, aka Tracy Smothers, he gets called to WWE, and they just have him come out to some generic music. Did he come out to like the same thing as Barry Horowitz or something?
0: I don't, I don't recall. I don't even recall what his music was.
1: It was some, it was something generic, and then mankind just beats the hell out of him.
0: And what's going on with the
1: show? Why aren't the people, the people that enjoy to hear promo work from? cutting promos Not no talking. amen no amen talking no mankind talking next next match we got gold dust and he did talk like it's like yo they they didn't they didn't mess with me on this episode of damn one.
0: they're killing you killing me next week it'll be Merrill versus vader and sid versus bradshaw to join taker versus austin we got brian pillman on commentary he's here to exercise his first amendment rights He might say the seven dirty words. He might get Vince McMahon in a lot of trouble. Then we get Barry Horowitz versus Goldust. At SummerSlam, it'll be Mark Merrow versus Goldust, which allows Pillman to bring up the fact that he wants Sable in his stable. (laughs) Merrow backstage brings up some dumb jungle metaphors. He's sick and tired of Goldust sending sick letters to Sable. From the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. They have dropped the angle they wanted to do with Marlena flirting with Sable, because they don't want to get any uh, lesbian heat on them to go along with all the other heat they get just from having Goldust a character.
1: Look at that. Look at that. They're like, yeah, you know, we don't want all that heat. It's getting a little too hot in the kitchen, so we're going to back off that a little bit. We're still going to do the match at SummerSlam, but we're not going to overly extend ourselves on lesbian
0: overtures. And on that note, Brian Pillman on commentary says he would love to see Marlene and Sable go after each other's carpets. I mean, jugulars. His words. Also, he, he, say can't, that. he can't say anything about Horowitz. He doesn't want it to be misconstrued as anti-Semitism. My goodness, Brian Pellman. <laughs> he was great on commentary. Goldust wins with a curtain call. And boy, oh boy, did you see the signs in the crowd? hmm Like, Dustin Rhodes is gay dust. <laughs> gay dust and Margana. Oh my god. And what does Another the other one say? gay dust. Gay dust does. is running wild on these girls. Oh, Jesus. Nineteen ninety six was something different, folks.
1: Yeah, it ain't two thousand twenty two. They was brave back then or stupid. Either either or with some of these signs that they have out there, and of course the Goldust character in general kind of generated that response from the fans. I think that Brian Pillman was the highlight of this whole segment. But I did like the more aggressive Goldust. It is different from what he's been before, but I prefer my gold dust being over the top.
0: <laughs> Backstage, smoking guns and sunny. Sonny pissed off. Ahmed and Sean know nothing about being tag champs or carrying themselves with dignity. They're not going to have their cake and eat it too. Let's see what she did there. Clever. The guns were pretty pissed too. They were like over the top animated. Yeah. Then an interview in the ring. Coronet Invader with Vince McMahon. Cornette reminds Sean of the bullying he endured as a kid. That bully was Vader, and he's coming to get the title at SummerSlam. What do you think about this one?
1: Cornette got a really good promo, hell of a promo towards the end of it, especially as he got more fired up talking about Vader versus Shawn Michaels and Vader taking the WWF championship. Jim Cornette's really good at that, and this was at the height of uh, Vader in WWF. But I, spoiler alert, we're coming to the downfall pretty soon.
0: Oh, man. Damn. So fast? So
1: soon? So soon. This dude just debuted at the Royal Rumble, and we're already nearing the end of his his rise to the top.
0: Main event time. Sean and Ahmed versus Smoking Guns for the tag titles. The guns charge into the ring. Sonny yells at Sean that he's a pervert. Sean (laughs) then taunts his accuser. Lawler suggests he go clean up the cake on Sonny. Hey. He wouldn't mind that. Call the WWF Superstar Hotline to see if SummerSlam will be The Undertaker's last match in WWF. What? Say what? Spoiler alert. His last match wouldn't come
1: for how many more years? <laughs> 25 more freaking, 24 freaking more years. Ridiculous.
0: Oh, man. Ahmed gets attacked on the outside by some some guy. Some guy in like a warrior outfit. The ref calls for the bell. Sonny loves the beatdown. Lawler says, he looks like Ron Simmons, but bigger than him. <laughs> That's because he is Ron Simmons. I'll be damned. Dang. See, what I, see what I did there? Another sign in the crowd. Hey, Sonny, they're fake. Jesus, this crowd is a bunch of bullies in Seattle. My goodness. <laughs> ron or farouk or whatever you want to call him he tells Sonny that from this day forward this kingdom is yours Sonny celebrates something happens with the video we end raw with farouk still going after sean and Sonny cheering him on the debut ron simmons here in wwf
1: farouk assad Debuts in WWF. In sunny is his manager to start things off, and this starts a feud with Amen Johnson that really never gets like <laughs> going. This I think this attack leads to Amen being out of action. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was originally supposed to be the angle was supposed to be that way. I think it was that the errant kick. At the beginning, which did look stiff as hell, that he nailed he nailed the uh, Amen right in the ribs, uh, and I did note that there, yeah, there was that little glitch before Farouk and HBK tried uh, fighting with each other. I I like the debut, and I don't at the same time. I'm I'm kind of indifferent on it. I'm kind of in the middle on it on how it was presented. I think they could have emphasized him a little bit more instead of having like Sean kind of just like run him off in a way, but. It was okay. what do you think about his look? God damn it, that's a stupid helmet. What <laughs> the hell? like they tried to make him look like the black magneto. That's what they tried to make him look like, and he just looks utterly ridiculous. That's why I was so, so, so happy when they they reverted and he was able to you know just
0: kind of be him. I had very similar flashbacks to what they tried to do with Karrion Cross. Yeah. What do you think about the idea of pairing him with Sable? I mean uh Sonny, excuse me.
1: Um I I I think they probably they thought they thought he needed a mouthpiece, even though I think that Farouk kind of proves that he doesn't need a they I got to find out
0: soon he does not need
1: one. Yeah, so they I think this is just them thinking based on who he was in WCW, he couldn't talk when WCW didn't really give him any good material to talk with. So, and, and he was never really outside of doom, never really a an established top heel.
0: Let's wrap up this Raw match of the night. So I'm going to go with the main event, not much to choose from here.
1: Not much to choose from, so I also agree. HBK and Amon versus Smoking Guns.
0: MVP, all my MVPs are on commentary Jerry Lawler, Stone Cold, and Brian Pillman. They just made me laugh so much tonight.
1: I went with uh, Brian Pillman Jr. I know, excuse me. Brian Pillman Pillman Jr.
0: He's he's not alive. He's not alive yet.
1: (laughs) Brian Pillman and Shawn Michaels, because Shawn Michaels got to cop some feels, got to kiss Sonny, got some cake. It was his birthday. He got to look strong against the debuting superstar that was supposed to look dominant and he still ran him
0: off. So Sean. Good pick. My LVP is the goon, who I never want to see again. My LVP is Amin Johnson
1: because he got beaten like he stole something, got a broken nose, and he didn't even get to talk.
0: Put our thumbs up. And three, two, one will be thumbs up, thumbs middle, thumbs down. Three, two, one. Look at that thumbs up and a thumbs down on complete opposite sides my thumbs up reasoning i laughed so much maybe it was for all the bad reasons but i was entertained maybe maybe would i have been entertained in 1996 i don't know in 2022 i am laughing my ass off
1: a lot of this stuff didn't age well so it was pretty funny seeing it in its context but there was no good wrestling on this show It felt like more angles and promos than actual wrestling. And none of the promos were good outside of the commentary. So yeah, thumbs down.
0: Let's move over to Nitro from the Disney MGM Studios in Orlando. And a quick, humble flex of WCW. Having done something with Muhammad Ali back in, I believe, 1994. Uh, They're only showing this because he was part of the Olympic ceremonies in Atlanta. And if that wasn't enough... Another humble flex. Hey, so Shaquille, is it? Shaquille O'Neal is Shaquille in the news. Just signed with the ugh, Lakers. Left the I wonder, magic high and dry. I wonder how that worked out for him. <laughs> they show you this old footage of Shaq being cool with someone else who went Hollywood. Hollywood Hulk Logan. This was a weird opening by WCW.
1: I was utterly confused. I was just like, oh, we see footage of Hulk Hogan with Shaq, and they bring up he just signed with the Lakers. I guess that was worth noting
0: and wasting TV time on. I don't know, WCW just trying to show you that they're hip. They're cool. They know all these superstar athletes.
1: We're cool.
0: <laughs> and, man, Shaq is young here. Holy crap. Oh, yeah.
1: That's young Shaq. That's break the backboard, Shaq.
0: We get Squire, Dave Taylor versus Scott Norton to start things off. Norton versus Ice Train and Hogwild because of them splitting up last week. That's official. Norton gets DQ'd for throwing Taylor over the top rope. So we are off to a flying start here on Nitro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a great start. We had a weird (laughs) opening and a match goes about, what, two minutes and goes to DQ?
0: I don't even have a picture of it.
1: Hey, he he was able to walk around with him on his shoulders before a shoulder breaker on the outside behind
0: commentary. So over to the VIP area with the horseman minus Rick. Arn enjoying his fruits, saying Rick will make a grand entrance. You know how Rick Flair is later on. And then Mongo speaks. Do you have anything that Mongo said?
1: I have a lot of what Mongo says. <laughs> so here we go. Oh, uh, thank you, Mean Jean. It's been my pleasure to take care of a a few pretty boys in the WCW. And you notice I didn't say that other thing. Who cares about the outsiders? And now's my chance to get at the real pretty boys. Macho, Luga, Sting, they're going to be looking so pretty after tonight.
0: (laughs) Benoit. Says they're gonna experience the crippler. Silent but violent. He continues to use that catchphrase. Where's the shirt? You gotta put it on a shirt by now. You know, they
1: don't they don't capitalize on a lot of different catchphrases. But not until like 97, 98.
0: Hogan's like, let me let me get my NW shirt first, brother.
1: Yeah. yeah wait in line, brother. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna be selling <laughs> out laugh. the joint. We're gonna sell <laughs> out the joint with
0: these. VK Wall Street versus Conan. VK hits his furniture, which is a Samoan drop called the stock market crash, I believe. Conan, however, is able to use the momentum to pin him. Conan celebrates by eating an apple from the VIP table. Larry Zbysko on commentary. Is he stealing food? Does he even have a green card? Oh, my God.
1: Yo, some of this stuff don't age What well. is going on this oh. episode? Don't age all at all. some of this stuff is racist, is homophobic. Like, man, this sexual is sexual t- harassment it's t- in the workplace. It's tough what watching don't them. We have, have. it's the only thing we
0: don't have is murder.
1: No, well, I mean we, we had to watch the '80s for that. <laughs>
0: Or remember that one time uh, the giant got pushed over the, off the roof? That was, a, that was a murder. So we've seen it all during
1: the Monday Night Wars. Wait till wait till Jimmy Superfly Suka makes a return. Then we'll have a lot to talk about. Groan.
0: Mean Gene with Luger, Sting, and Macho Man. Luger says he got stomped into a mud, mud hole last week. But Sting and Macho Man are back from Japan. They're going to make a statement tonight against the Horsemen. Sting says there's a guy who rides in a big fat limo around here and that guy can stick it. Macho man, he wants everybody. Hogan, get over here. Nature boy, get over here. (laughs) He wants to take care of all his problems in one night. Macho man, never one for being patient. Spoiler alert, this is
1: not the best promo from this threesome of this night. <laughs> the, I, and I have, I have the full promo of what Lex Luger says to close the night. Just oh a preview. Goodness. Cliffhanger for the rest of the show. Go ahead.
0: Another Glacier video package. Blown and we see him. We, we see, see him. him. He's there. He's here. That's him.
1: That's him. We see him. He has come.
0: Well, not yet. He's coming. He's coming. Soon to Nitro. Like Veer. Again, is we are anticipating, who comes first in Dear real time
1: in Glacier?
0: <laughs> who's gonna come first from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter? The latest on these vignettes is one of the guys will be a character named Glacier, but it will be a group of five or six martial arts guys that only face each other. In other words, WCW was trying to create their own Mortal Combat faction. <laughs> Dave says it doesn't sound promising, but. <laughs> but After seeing The Leprechaun, well, we'll get into that shit, I figure any idea can no longer be the worst. Oh,
1: Jesus, yeah, that Leprechaun. I was like, what the fuck?
0: What the hell is going on in this goddamn matchup next? We, (laughs) first of all, before, we go to the beach first. To see some badasses, you know, take their shirts off and walk all cool. It's Alex Wright, Joe Gomez, Jim Powers, and Renegade. Versus the Dungeon of Doom, a new member to be unveiled. It's a stupid leprechaun. Folks, I don't even have a picture of this leprechaun because the motherfucker moves so fast, it's hard to <laughs> screenshot. He is all over the place. He's on high caffeine. I, what do you make of this stupid leprechaun? Mm-hmm. I I was I was totally baffled.
1: It seemed like they they called up Hornswoggle's father and asked him if he wanted a job, and he just went all over the place. Yeah, like it was just very confusing. Where the hell the leperon came from? Maybe they explained it on WCW Saturday Night, and we just missed that. But it just seemed out of place.
0: Meanwhile, the outsiders invade the production truck, telling jokes to everyone that works there. They want to pan the crowd looking for a friend of theirs. Then they want the cameras back on them. Security kicks them out. Much more entertaining than what was probably going on in the ring.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I was totally fine with them just <laughs> focusing on the crowd and everything but this ring. Like, literally, I. it took me a while to even figure out who was all the guys in the match that I literally <laughs> came up with a name for them, which I called them the Power Plant Chumps. Oh, PPC. Remember that one? PPC. Yes.
0: In case we see this for some again. (laughs) Then Teddy Long walks up to Jim Powers to give him a pep talk. The ref loses control as both teams go at it. Then the giant comes out to wreck house DQ. This was random as hell. Everything that's going on in this whole segment.
1: Yo, because Teddy comes out and gives like uh, Jim Powers a pep talk. So then he goes on like a whole run. He goes hot tags himself in. He goes running wild. Everybody gets into the ring. It's a huge brawl. And then the giant just randomly comes in and says, nah, enough of this shit. And oh, we got another fucking DQ on the show. Mm. Seriously, two two out of the three matches on this show to
0: start off our DQ finishes. Neen Jean interviews the Giant. Giant yells. He's been a cancer in WCW that nobody can cure. Says that Sturgis, he's gonna choke slam Hogan in the middle of the ring, accepting Hogan's challenge for a title match at Hog Wild.
1: You silly, silly man.
0: It's a weird thing to call yourself a cancer. Right yeah, right. for real. Like
1: it shouldn't Hogan be the cancer?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. D D P versus Prince Ayakea making his debut. TDP wins easy with a beautiful, beautiful Diamond Cutter.
1: Prince Ikea jumped. It makes it look better when you jump with it. It makes it look very good, especially Diamond Dallas Page. He didn't do it like Randy Orton where Randy jumps for his Diamond Cutter. It's, it's more like he slowly elevates... Well, no, this one, yeah. This one he did. He did a uh, jump for it, but not always. There was some where he used to just get it, like, you know, just forward yeah. and down, and then this, this one... This was like an RKO. Yeah, this was like an RKO. Seriously, it is.
0: Then we get another debut. The debut of Chavo Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. We learn it's Benoit, Benoit Malenko at Hogwild. Dean wins with the Texas Cloverleaf. And Chavo looked good for the first time we've seen him.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I liked this match. It it wasn't much, it was more or less a squash match, but I thought Shavo looked good in there. He for his experience level at this point. And D Malenko always is one of the best in ring workers on this show. So it, this was a decent decent enough match.
0: By the way, I <laughs> I took note of this guy uh in the upper right corner with his hand on his face. Mm-hmm. He was so bored. Like someone forced him to be here.
1: Oh well, the guys with the pink and the green shirt, just two seats over from him, were really into this show. Exactly when we got to the main event, they were they were OD
0: and I was watching them as much as I was watching the main event. They were very distracting because they were so into almost everything. And they would mimic the moves in the ring. They yes. beat each other up. <laughs> Was
1: that was crazy. the best part. That was the best part for me. I was like, "Yo, these these dudes are really acting like they're in the freaking match."
0: You love to see people having fun at a wrestling show, as compared to the other guy who was like, "Oof,
1: why even be there?" That's like the new people who are just on their cell
0: phones for most yeah. of the show. Ice, ice Train versus Mang. This is a nice ice, big boss fight. Yes, big, big man slapping meat. Um, Scott Norton attacks Meng for the DQ, giving him the win and Ice Train the loss. Um, Later on at the bar, Meng probably stabbed Norton, I bet. (laughs) What do you think?
1: (laughs) More or less.
0: He's got Ice Train's back, but he ain't got nothing to worry about until Hogwild, so he has no excuses.
1: Yeah, I get, you know, he wanted to interfere, get involved, protect Ice Train, but I was enjoying this. I thought the two guys were hitting each other hard, and they kicked the chops. They were fighting to the outside, and as it was getting interesting, that's when Scott Norton got involved, so I was disappointed by that, and I third, a third DQ finish on this damn show. Are you kidding me?
0: Yikes psychosis versus Eddie Get at all. Eddie during his entrance tells us to not even think about turning the channel oh trust me Eddie I'm not skipping Eddie versus psychosis to go see the goon or Freddie Joe Floyd believe that <laughs> there was nothing on that other show that was worth <laughs> a damn for you to watch big Eddie chance he is over Eddie wins with the Frankenstein off the top rope and then a frog splash From the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WCW officials are super impressed with psychosis, with Terry Taylor even going so far to call him one of the greatest workers in the history of wrestling and many feeling he has huge potential to become a star in the U.S., more so than Rey Mysterio Jr. Dave Meltzer doesn't quite agree and still thinks Mysterio still has the bigger star potential, but does agree psychosis is incredible.
1: And who said Dave doesn't have good takes? At least he (laughs) knew better. At least he knew better than to say Psycho Six was going to be a bigger star than Rey Mysterio. But this match right here, this was really, really good. Once again, these two deliver when they are in the ring together. It was fast-paced. Eddie looked very impressive. The top rope plancha to the floor. You got the, the brain buster followed by the frog splash for the win. And I like that he's picking up a lot of momentum on his way to versus Ric Flair for the U.S. title at Hog Wild. He feels like a guy that feels ready to beat someone at the level of Ric Flair for a championship. So I, I like what WCW is doing with Eddie Guerrero right now.
0: Oh, they announced that match? I must have missed it.
1: Yeah, they announced that in the, in the middle of this match. And uh, no. I should also note, the brain calls the frog splash a jackknife splash. I don't know <laughs> what the f- fr- he's talking about, but that was a frog splash.
0: Wow. We get the horseman entrance without flare. Arn Anderson looks through the tinted windows of a limo, thinking Rick is in there. And I said, careful, Arn. Somebody <laughs> might pull a Glock on you if you try to look through their tinted windows like that. You don't want that, Arn.
1: You think he ain't
0: had the pulley?
1: He ain't had the Glock in his in his back trucks? <laughs> he had the Glock ready.
0: The announcers speculate if Flair is in the limo, but the outsiders are Hogan, if he's joined the NWO. So, we got this match. It's the other horseman versus Luger Sting, macho. And pour one out for Sting, who had to deal with Mongo McMichael, who just didn't know what the fuck he was doing out there. Look at this. Look at Benoit. He looks so annoyed. Barnes laughing like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Sting is holding on for dear life, hoping he doesn't land on his head. And th- that part where Manga was in the ring with Sting was rough. But I handed to Sting. Like Sting deserves so
1: much credit for dealing with that. And just how over he is just... I know I say this a lot on this show, but I just love this this 90s version of Sting. And then it just made me realize that he's been a top babyface, a legend in any given company for the better part of my entire life. (laughs) <laughs> like it was it was it was star it was uh Clash of the Champions back in nineteen eighty eight that he had a star making match with Ric Flair and even if you don't want to say it started there, you could say it started when he won the world title at Great American Bash 1990. It's 2022 and this man is still in AEW over as hell. So this man and he's been a babyface as well, a top babyface or a babyface legend for these companies. Like he spent a short amount of time in WCW and TNA as a heel. They're for a better. I think this is he, you, if you talk about the greatest baby faces of all time, I think sting is in that conversation.
0: I gotta agree. Uh, It was funny. Eric Bischoff, even paused on commentary speechless at the ineptitude of Mongo right there. Mongo asked for his briefcase that has the macho man's money. Women and Deborah have a tug of war over it. Macho Man takes it from them. For what?
1: I didn't understand this. Why are they fighting over the briefcase? Yeah, like, did, 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 do you get like extra credit if you're the person that hands in the briefcase? If y'all both had the goal of giving the guys the briefcase to get the victory, why the hell are y'all fighting over it?
0: I, I, I'm trying to understand, but I don't know. I, I hurt my brain trying to. <laughs> Macho Man takes the briefcase and hits Benoit in the back with it behind the ref's back. Luger covers for the win.
1: Dirty finish. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I I like this match. I thought, uh, especially with the crowd getting into it, especially when the guy, all the guys started <laughs> brawling in the ring, and then uh, I mean, the, but the finish itself did not let the, the make the horsemen look good. They had a very bad night.
0: The match was good when Mongo wasn't in the ring. Yes, yeah, yes. And it's crazy when you look at who 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 everyone else who was out there is like respectable at least. Yeah. Uh, Afterwards, Mean Gene asks a woman not to throw her underwear in the ring. (laughs) Macho Man yells, "It's okay! It's okay!" Um, what what do you want to recite here? Do you want to recite everything? Oh, uh, well, well, I do. I just wrote notes for
1: uh, Sting and Macho. I know Sting says something about having a really bad day for Leos and how Hogwald is going to be a bad day for Leos. So the outsiders are Leos. I was like very confused by that whole horrible. That diatronic. was horrible. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, who wrote that? Who wrote that and thought that was a good idea? But Lex Luger puts the cherry on top of me. And that's why I had to say it about macho is macho. We expect macho to be macho. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about what he says. But Luger was the middle. And he had, I think he had the longest of the promos here. So he says, From the very first moment, the outsiders have come upon the scene. You've been pushing all the wrong buttons. If you want to push me, the macho man, the stinger... Over the edge? Well, you done a real good job. If you want to see us lose it, well, you know what, Gene? I am losing it. <laughs> because I've worked a lot of years to get where I am in this great sport. And I care a lot about the, a world championship wrestling And you've had nothing but disgust, disdain, and sarcasm for what we represent. But in Sturgis, you're gonna learn if I have to push your teeth down your throat to wipe that smirk off your face. You're gonna learn what sting what Macho, Lex Luger, World Championship Wrestling, and all these fans who have watched us over the years means.
0: You know what? That wasn't bad. <laughs> the crazy Lex Luger was, was pretty decent. I like
1: this promo. This, is, this probably is his best promo because he was so passionate. This is the most emotion he's shown since he's been back in
0: WCW. And then, of course, we get Macho Man, who says he's going to beat up Hogan right in front of all his bikers. Neither the Army, the Navy, or the militia will stop him. We got a date. Don't be late. (laughs) Sucker! They stole Booker T's line. Yo, he he, origi- he
1: originated it. You originated it.
0: Oh, no, I've heard was- Booker T say "sucker" before. Oh, oh right. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But
1: <laughs> I love it. I love Macho. Macho was great here. Luger was great here. I don't know what thing Sting was, was babbling on. about, <laughs> but <laughs> the, this baby face triumphant. Looked good on this night. I enjoyed them in this promo, enjoyed them in their earlier promo, enjoyed their tag match outside of Mongo. So, good night for these baby faces.
0: So, the show ends, and we never find out who was in the limo nope. despite Bischoff teasing it before a commercial. Yep. So, nope. Bait and switch. Yep. Pretty much. Match of the night, Psychosis Eddie. Easy. MVP. I'm gonna go with the giant who uh, cleaned house, and uh, yeah, I'm going go to giant.
1: I went with a three-way tie for Sting, Luger, oh and Macho. They, they, they were team Team WCW. We'll call them. They were great.
0: LVP for me is Mongo.
1: <laughs> I went with the entire four horsemen. They didn't know what to do on this night. They were they couldn't find Rick Flair. They couldn't find out who was in the limo. They lost their damn match. And Conan stole their food. So they like, they had a bad night. They had a bad night.
0: Put our thumbs out. And a 3, 2, 1. Thumbs up, middle or down for Nitro. 3, 2, 1. Unanimous middle from both of us. It's the middle of the
1: road show. No Hogan. No real NWO progression. It was more about everybody else kind of responding to what the NWO has done so far. But I like the emotion of the babyfaces. They were... And the Eddie and Psychosis match, as well as Milenko and Chavo deserves a shot as well. So there was some better wrestling on this show than Raw, which keeps it in thumbs in the middle.
0: In the ratings last week, Nitro won 3.4 to 2.6. This week, what do you think? Let's start with Nitro. What do you think they did?
1: 3.4.
0: They're down by a lot. Two point six.
1: Damn, people knew
0: Hogan was going to be on. <laughs> and Raw last week did a two point six. What do you think they did this week? Three point one. They're down to two point 2. two.
1: Oh, so, so. the, the, the uh,
0: overall ratings for wrestling were down. Something must have been on TV. Maybe a playoff game. Nah, yeah. this is July. The NBA's over, yeah.
1: Yeah, Olympics maybe.
0: Oh, uh, Olympics, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe the Olympics. They were competing with that. Because 96 Olympics, so
0: so Nitro's won six weeks in a row. They are up twenty-three to seventeen with two ties. On the true rewind scoreboard, I thought Raw was a better show. You thought Nitro was a better show. Um so how do we do this? <laughs> we don't have drunk guy JJ. Who who won last week? WWF, I believe.
1: Um you know what, they're, they're, they're behind overall, so you know what, even though I gave it a thumbs down, it was more of a thumbs middle show, I'll, I'll, I'll revert back, I don't know if I can, can I revert back and give it a thumbs in the middle? Sure. I'll give it a thumbs in the middle, so the these shows were relatively the same, one had better wrestling, the other had better maybe like funny moments and talking on commentary and stuff, and the Jim Cornette promo was good, so I'll give it to Raw this week overall. On the
0: True Rewind scoreboard, WCW still leads 25 to 17.
1: Yes, we, we had to we had to give it this one to WWF to make it a little bit closer, but WCW is still in the lead, but that brings us to a close on True Rewind, episode 69, Birthday Cake Romeo.
0: You want to let the people know where they can find you, sir. And you can follow me True Hill Romeo on Twitter and Instagram where I talk everything wrestling, everything sports everything gambling, everything pop culture, everything in the news, I'm, I'm pretty entertaining follow. So you might as well just do it. And you can follow me over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, where tonight, we got it AEW Revolution watch-along. Uh, we are a crazy, boot, a crazy bunch to watch uh, pay-per-views with. Come enjoy and watch with us. Yes, have a good
1: time with us on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel as we watch AEW Revolution tonight. Tomorrow, we go live at about... Uh, I forget what time, but we're doing an AEW Revolution roundtable review where we're going to break down the card, talk about all the big matches and how everything went at the pay-per-view. So join us live on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel for that. Subscribe over there and subscribe to Fightful Overbook YouTube channel for more great content. I'm here on Fridays on FMC. And on Degrassi Dudes with Jeremy Lambert first and then Steven Jensen. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at trueheelsp SP3. And of course, like he said, True Heel Heat YouTube channel for more great content for us. But we will see you next time when we jump back into DeLorean for episode 70 of True Rewind next Sunday for Romeo. It is me, it is me, your True Heel Phenom SP3. Go check out AEW Revolution. Enjoy the show tonight, and we'll see you next week right here on True Rewind.